This episode of the Shikinik Podcast is brought to you by our friends at The Beanery. Check out their menu online at www.thebeanerycoffee.com backslash menu forward slash. I don't know what slash it is. And frankly, you don't have to put the WWW in. This is 2022, not 1992. I do apologize for that. But you can get so many things. Uh, you can get brewed coffee, caramel lattes, the Shikinik drink, which is an iced caramel pecan latte. You get it iced, you can get it hot, however you want it. Plus, hot teas, chai teas, beanery mochas, smoothies, food, breakfast sandwiches, dairy alternatives also with gluten-free oat milk, almond milk, coconut milk, soy milk, everything that you want to get. They've got it at the beanery locations in Papillion, Ashland, Gretna, and their newest location near 168th and Giles. It's the beanery serving people coffee. DeVito to throw, looking for Brown, wide open out of the backfield. Easy touchdown for Illinois. I just want to say Nebraska's back and we're here to stay. Is there any worse thing that has ever been uttered that has come back to haunt Nebraska than I just want to say Nebraska's back and we're here to stay? <laughs> like, that is, that's a rough one. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's a rough one. That was after the Holiday Bowl, right? That was 33 nothing against Arizona in the 2009 Holiday Bowl, correct? That was that moment, right, for Bo Pelini. Uh, yes, that was, and I go back, so let's see, that was the Holiday Bowl, where they finished 10-4, and four. Yep. so that was, he became the head coach, remember, he was the head coach in 08, they win the Gator Bowl against Dabo Sweeney, uh, 09, finished 10-4. and Shikinick Show started out. in 09, too, by the way, so that's shout right. out to the Shikinick Show, I know they're big fans of the Shikinick pod, so. That's right. Um. Blowout Arizona, and then on the field, yeah, on the field, Bo Pelini says this. I just want to say Nebraska's back, and we're here to stay. Oh, and they struck up the band. Crowd was loving it. I mean, he wasn't raw at the time. He kind of felt like, yeah, you know, like look, look at what. The defense, by the end of the year, they had just come off the dominating performance in the Big 12 championship game against Colt McCoy and those dudes. Like It kind of felt like all they need to do is get an offense that has a pulse at all and look out. The one thing I was thinking about as we're, go as we're reminiscing, so you now you were doing your college game day stuff, so did you get a chance to watch a good chunk of the Nebraska-Illinois game? Yeah, we, we sat down and watched it because our game day stuff was over okay. before the kick. Of Illinois, yeah. Isn't it, isn't it ironic, Alanis Morissette? I don't even know why it's ironic. But do you remember the wheel route that Rex Burkhead dropped against Texas on the, you know, remember the red out around the world? Remember there was all that buildup for that huge game in 2010. Here comes Texas. It was going to be revenge on Texas, and Nebraska was going to take off. And it felt like... There was, a, there was a wheel route, Burkhead, it hit him in his hands, and he dropped it. I remember there was some somebody photoshopped, like, the Sears National Championship yes. trophy yes. in Burkhead's yes. hand, right. dropping it. And it that was the exact same direction 
and pattern that Ramir Johnson dropped his wheel uh, route yesterday. Like, the exact same one. They were that close to a national championship. <laughs> All I want is someone to Photoshop. This. <laughs> Here's that. I want a, I want a crystal football in Ramir Johnson's hands. <laughs> Look, uh, someone's going to do it. You know, because of our <laughs> listeners, someone is going to do the Ramir Johnson. Look, you've got the advantage. You're up. You've got this. And then what happens? A couple plays later, Casey Thompson gets hurt. Yep. It's over. Yep. She done. Yep. I know. It's, it's wild how... Up until that point, it felt like Nebraska was right there, neck and neck with Illinois. Nebraska had all the momentum. You have Vocalex, 56-yard touchdown. Nebraska forces Illinois to go three and out. Gifford sacks DeVito on third down. Crowd is rolling. First play, Ramir Johnson wheel route, drops, and it's like everything was different after that point. All of a sudden, Nebraska's even defense against Chase Brown totally eroded. Everything flipped. In that moment, and then the idea that Nebraska was ever going to win that game was laughable that you even thought that at one point. You know, I mean, it's just- I told Kelly, I said, as the game's kicking off, I, she goes, what do you think is going to happen? I go, you don't want to hear this, but I really think they're going to win the game. I predicted them to win the game. And I did. Now, I wasn't going to do that publicly. I just did it in the living room. And she said, now, she goes, would you, if I tweeted that you said that right now, would you be okay with it? Like, that's putting me to the test. Yeah, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I said, I said, yeah, that's fine. They're gonna get the job. They're, they're gonna get this win, and Mickey's gonna get the job. I mean, that's pretty pretty much how this is going down, right? And then Casey gets hurt, and she said afterwards, "How do you feel now?" And I go, "Well, honey, it's really hard to forecast injuries." <laughs> she didn't want to hear that. She did not want to hear that. But kind of what I think what you're I don't want to like I think what you're kind of like working towards is there was this feeling as that game was unfolding and after the game that it's over. The season's officially over. Like, any chance of being in the West Division race is gone. It kind of feels like, depending on Casey Thompson's status moving forward, I mean, maybe winning another game feels like it's it's really bleak. And subsequently, it kind of feels like Mickey Joseph's chances of being the permanent head coach feel really, really bleak. So it's just, it's amazing and flawed on all of us how one game can seemingly completely shift the the momentum of one direction. Kind of felt like, man, Nebraska's good. I thought they were going to beat Illinois. I still didn't think, I wasn't wowed by Illinois yesterday. No, no, I I thought... I thought they had a chance to really get exposed on the lines of scrimmage. And to a point, they did in that they're just not built no. well enough on the lines of scrimmage. I thought they get exposed, but they didn't get manhandled. You know, it was different. It was yeah. different. Like, Illinois is a good, a very good team, a top 20, maybe even top 15 team. But there's a big difference between that and a top 10, top 5 team. Right. But it, it now – and maybe – do do you agree with that sentiment? Like, that it feels like with that one game, there's this sense that, like, well, there goes the season, whatever hope on this season turning into something, bye-bye, and maybe Mickey's chances feel like they are on life support now. And I know that's flawed to think that, wow, one game can flip Mickey's prospects that much, but it, I don't know. That's, I'm, just, I'm just going off of my gut and kind of how it felt on Twitter and listening to some call-in shows. Hopefully, Trev Alberts uh, did not have the notifications on, wasn't reading Twitter, isn't caring about that. Um, but I will say, like, 
I said a couple of weeks ago that they were going to blow this up. Then they win a couple of games, and it's like, uh, okay, right. well, all right, I guess we'll see what happens. And then even after the Purdue games, like, yeah, they're playing hard. And even in this game, but it was just, it just left you going, this just isn't, it's just not anyone associated with this is just, and again, they could beat Minnesota, they could do this, that, but they're not going to make a bowl game. There's nothing that's going to be tangible that makes you go, yes, right. that's the guy. And that's really the unfortunate thing because you had the same ingredients and you're trying to ask someone to make a, a knockout meal. And the meal wasn't tasting great before. Mickey provided a little salt, maybe a little seasoning, but it still was some empty calories. And here now you realize, look, it's like how we look at coaching candidates. Did you win this week? Okay, you're still on the list. Yeah. Did you lose this week? You're off the list. Dave Aranda. Oh, look at what you did. All, All right. right, you're back, baby. Dave Aranda's back, baby. It's like... That, that's just how we are. Right? Yes. And Trev has to be able to rise above all of that and, and trust his gut on tabbing whoever he feels like is the best man for the job, regardless of what you are in this exact moment, being prisoner of that moment. And like that's where all of a sudden it feels like Chris Kleiman. Hey, man, Chris Kleiman. Chris Kleiman had very little chatter. Now it's like Kleiman's got a lot of chatter. Lance Leipold. Chris is Kleiman. Chris is Kleiman up. My column. On the Omaha World Herald. No, but it's like Matt Campbell's plummeted. Lance Leipold's kind of plummeted. Dave Aranda's back up. Chris Kleiman's back up. Mickey's down. It's all kind of nonsense, but I, I don't know. I don't know how. Lane Kiffin up. Up. Matt Rule. Kyle Whittingham up. Yes. I mean, seriously. Brett Bielema up. Brett Biel- I love that. It's like Brett Bielema. Give him a call. It's like. I did make think? the. Uh- I have said this many times that it's too bad this job didn't come open two years ago because Brett Bielema would have fit in perfectly. Yeah. And the rest. Now, whether or not he wanted the job would have been something different. But you look at what he's trying to build, and it's, you know, he's got a culture. He's got run the ball, physical team, offensive line, all those good things. You mentioned mentioned Mickey. Uh, I had asked Adam Rittenberg last week about Mickey's prospects because he talked to people in Lincoln. This was going into the Illinois game. Got it. This was my Q&A with him on, I believe this was Thursday. Jim Leonard was always seen as the guy for Wisconsin. Mickey Joseph was not always seen as the guy for Nebraska. But here he is with a great opportunity on Saturday. How would you assess his chance at being the guy at Nebraska? Yeah, I spoke to a, a, a or texted with a source pretty close to Mickey last night, and I think the chances are better than certainly I thought they were when he got the job. Now, part of that's the fact that he's had some success and the team is, is playing at a, a higher level, certainly than they were earlier in the season. I, I also just don't know if there was, you know, I, I think I probably thought, okay, he had to run the table or do something truly spectacular. I don't know if that's what Trev Alberts is looking for. I think you know, he's talked about being more physical at the line of scrimmage, you know, reestablishing some of the tenants that, that made Nebraska so special for years and years. And, and maybe Mickey's a guy that, that, can, that can capture that. Uh, and, and, and if given the resources and the time to you know, craft his own staff, and to maybe do some things differently in recruiting or, or, or whatever his ultimate philosophy is, um, they may give him that opportunity. I, I didn't think it was likely. I'm always leery, guys, uh, as someone who sort of covers the old the whole national coaching carousel. Mickey Joseph's name was not being mentioned for much, if anything. Uh, maybe a, a low-level group of five job, maybe some FCS jobs. He's obviously got ties to Louisiana and, and that part of the country. But, you know, when, when that guy's in the role, I, 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 my, my instinct is, 
okay, he's not going to get it because who else was coming after him? But he doesn't have to impress a bunch of other schools. He just has to impress Trev Alberts and the powers that be at Nebraska. He's obviously got uh, deep roots there as a former player. So it's possible. I I, I still would, if I was taking the field versus Mickey Joseph, I would take the field. But if he can beat Illinois this week, big-time win, uh, they obviously have Wisconsin still coming up. Iowa, those games are going to matter in terms of how he's viewed for that job. So I think he's absolutely a candidate at this point. Okay. So that was Adam Rittenberg leading into the Illinois game. Yeah. And then after you, you're judged on wins and losses, you're judged on how you play. And is this a dreadful game after Casey Thompson got hurt? And it's too bad. Butterfly effect. Whoever knows. Right. But um, I still don't think you cross him off the list. No. But I do believe that this lends more credence to you really need to start over in many respects for sure. uh, because this team uh, talked to uh, someone who was covering the game for us. At ESPN, he just said, talking to the coaches, it was they they love the kids that they have. They're just not talented enough. Yeah. And that's kind of off the record from the coaches. Like, yeah. they just we're just not good enough talent-wise to get where we want to get. So it's going to take a, a real big overhaul. Did you, did you happen to see the clip that went out on the BTN Journey piece on Mickey Joseph? I saw it was. I think it was part two, three yes. minutes when he yes. addressed yes. the media or addressed this team in the in the yeah right. I did watch right. that. It's very good, very good, very good. I want to get into that, like okay, because I saw that clip, and you combine that with I'm not sure if you're if you're aware, but Ross Dellinger of SI mm-hmm. was an LSU beat reporter back in 2017, 2018, or whatever. Has a relationship with Mickey, and he did. He's doing an all-access, behind-the-scenes piece on Mickey Joseph that, like, he's sitting in on staff meetings, all this stuff. And Ross Dellinger, the the story was supposed to drop on Friday, but it got pushed to Monday. And I wonder if they pushed that story to Monday if SI thought, well, this is going to be a bigger story if they beat Illinois. Now, unfortunately, I feel like this story isn't maybe as interesting now that they lost to Illinois. I say all of that to say BTN Journey coming in, hyping up Mickey Joseph, behind the scenes, talking to the team, really, really propping Mickey up. Ross Dellinger coming in, writing, my guess is going to be a very positive piece on Mickey Joseph behind the scenes. I heard him on on Sportsmanlike Conduct talking about how this is a carbon copy of what he was able to witness with Ed Orgeron when he took Mm -hmm. over. A lot of the Mm -hmm. same things Mickey's doing right now at Nebraska. My guess is it is a piece that is going to make Mickey look good. I bring all that up to say that these things probably only get okayed by one guy, and that's Trev Alberts. And I find it interesting that he's continuing to okay these things, whether it's the video of the game ball and the team chanting Mickey, whether it's this BTN journey thing. Now, full disclosure, I don't know the Big Ten contract with these schools on, like, they have no choice, they have to allow access or whatever. I'm not totally sure. I also could see if you have an interim coach and you said, hey, BTN, just, like, can we not? Right now, like, let's not. But do you, I just don't under, like, to me, when I I watch that BTN piece, that little three-minute clip, and I'm sitting there going, like, man, all that's doing 
if Trev doesn't for sure think Mickey's the guy, he's making it harder on himself to not hire Mickey with this stuff. So I just find it interesting that a lot of these things continued to get continue to get okayed by Trev Alberts in understanding that like there's already he's a, he lives in Lincoln obviously he knows like there's a groundswell of support of Mickey and these kinds of things are just pouring gasoline on that and all that's going to do is make it harder for yourself if you are not going to hire Mickey. Am I fishing for something that's not there at all? What do you think of that? I think you are. Okay. That was my knee-jerk reaction to everything you just said is, I get where you're going with it, but I also think Mickey is providing an opportunity to showcase the program and the good things that are happening. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to all-access Scott Frost in the first few weeks, even the opener. It's like, who knows where this is headed? At least with Mickey, it's things are getting better. And I'll tell you something here. Over at SiriusXM, we asked Nebraska many, many times if we could interview Scott Frost. Got nothing. Nothing. Right. We asked if we could interview Mickey. They gave us 20 minutes. We asked Wisconsin many times, can we interview Paul Christ? Nothing. Jim Leonard becomes the interim. I interviewed him for 20 minutes last week. ESPN.com aggregated the story. He got, he had, got some good stuff out of him. So the point being that I think – when good things are happening or when leadership feels confident in who's in charge, which I think whether he's the guy or not, you feel confident that sure. Mickey Joseph isn't going to embarrass the program. Yeah. He's a high energy guy. He's the first black coach they've had, sure. which I think is another reason to showcase it, to showcase it and show what's going on within the program. All those things are helpful, but I think Trev is confident that, that whatever is aired is going to cast the program in a really good light. I don't think Trev ever felt that way about Scott Frost. Now, to your question about because I'm not is, everything you just said painting, to me is separate is from what I'm saying. Himself into a corner. That's with what it. I'm saying. Everything you're saying is exact. I agree with that, but that's but not what I'm. My point is, I though. I think you're assuming Trev has the final say on whether or not BTN can come in. And that's what I don't know, and that's why I'm not totally right. sure what that like is. I think Trev has handed the reins and said, "Mickey, this is your program. You can fire DC. You can right. do that. If BTN calls, they want to do this that." It's all everything's open season. I don't think the AD would stand in the way of any head coach for an all access piece if the coach was okay with it, if you have empowered the head coach. That's just how I think. I think about any power five school. I don't know if ADs are the go between, like, can we do this? I'm the head coach. Like, yeah, we're doing this. He's 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 the dude there. So that's right. that's my reaction. Yeah, I I mean again, like you everything you said, like there's no doubt everything comes across Mickey comes across well, the program comes across well. That that is separate from what I am saying that Mickey that Trev has an enormous decision on his plate. And a very complicated decision on his plate because of what Mickey's doing. And I guess for me I'm just like, man, you are like think if you are I just put myself like in your your uh, your Chris Kleiman, and you you watch though you watch that piece, and you're like, and you understand like how the fans feel about Mickey. You're like, man, that that is a situation that I'm walking into that could be kind of tricky. You know what it also shows though? It shows the next head coach how much Mickey means to the program if right. it's not Mickey, which is a good thing. Like I think you're talking about if he's not the head coach. 
I'm more thinking about this is good to showcase that he should be involved in the program and do whatever you can to keep him right. involved with that. So I think it can serve a couple of things it here. It can, th- and, and it depends how it lands. Because I completely agree with that. You could see this and be like, and Chris Kleiman may look at that and go, damn, I need that guy if I, if I take this job. And I'm just using Chris Kleiman because he's the flavor of the day here. But right, right. Uh, damn, I need that guy in my staff because he's, whoo, look at this guy. But I also could see, like, dang, this guy's got a stranglehold on, you know, he's really got a hold of the the players' hearts, the fans' hearts. Like, if I come in, how much are people really going to be all in on me? Are they going to wish that it was this guy? But if you're paying me $8 million a year, I don't need you all in on me. <laughs> touche, touche. You know, like, I just, hey, I don't know. I mean, I'll win you over with my wins, and if I don't get the job, then I don't get it done. But I, I get everything you're saying about that. Um, I just am saying when Nick. I saw the beat, my when I watched that clip. I mean, when it's ended, I was like, "Damn!" Like the, my, well, my reaction is not like it, Mickey looks good, but I'm like, "Whoo, man, you good. are making it hard, hard. You are making it hard on yourself with this stuff. You're making it really hard." In my opinion, like now again, these games are going to play out, and like we've talked about every time this week, like th- we we may be borrowing trouble with all this crap because it might end up being as obvious it was as it was for when Trev fired Frost three games into the season. That's how obvious this thing might be at the end of the year. I'm just saying, in the moment, I just was struck, and then on the heels of this Ross Dellinger piece, I'm like, man, this is uh, this is this is interesting to okay all this stuff. Again, don't know about the BTN journey stuff and what those contracts are, but like right. to okay all this stuff in understanding on what it's, how it is. Yes, it's projecting a pos- your program in a positive light, but more importantly, these are stories about Mickey. To me, this isn't about the program. Yeah. But that BTN piece is about Mickey Joseph. That that's all. That, and yeah. and it's about and it is about this this SI piece is going to be about Mickey Joseph. People, writers, TV, they're looking for compelling content. Oh, for sure. And it's compelling content. I mean, you look at the Big Ten. What are the compelling stories in the Big Ten right now? Yeah. Ugh. It's Ohio State. Where's the story there? You're not going to have one really till Michigan. Uh, it's Michigan. What's the story there? You're not going to have one till Ohio State. It's Penn State. I mean, sorry. Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana, Michigan. Like, you go down the list. Interim head coach? This stuff's interesting, right? And so, BTN, what the contract is. Who the heck knows? They go behind the scenes, and it's a, you know, the three hours on Saturday means more than a three-minute piece during the week. For sure. But I think Ross Dellinger and his relationship with Mickey probably said, hey, Mickey, do you mind if I come to the staff meeting? And does Mickey have to sign off on that with Trev? Who the heck knows? But I think the the games will weigh so heavily that this will just be blips. But I think in the moment, like today, yes, and when that story comes out, yeah, that – I, I think Mickey's hold on the program and the kids and the fact that he's there makes his departure, if it happens, very painful for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Very painful for a lot of it's people. It's a good point so. you make on the rest of the bit. I mean, really, outside of Illinois and then the the juggernauts that are Michigan and Ohio State, like what feel-good story – Right, like Iowa's a disaster, Northwestern's a disaster, Purdue's and, kind of in this weird place. And you're trying to find, like, Big Ten Network's not going to do any negative stuff. No, right? they're so trying to make it positive right what now. What do you have? What, are you going to go to Mel Tucker in Michigan State? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean like, what are you going to do? This conference is a train wreck in a lot of different ways. Um, and even the good teams in the East, like Maryland's good, but they're not going to win, but they're good. Right. You know, but right. Leah's been hurt. Rest of that division, 
the West outside of Illinois. Illinois will play Purdue in a couple weeks, and that'll be exciting, but Iowa can't score. Minnesota's banged up. Right. It's just been a cluster. So you're just looking for for good stories. And outside of the top, you know, outside of the top five teams in the country, top seven, you're just trying to cast. And people, and here's the other thing, too, about Nebraska that you, that you know, is that Nebraska stories, they get clicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So right? that, that's another easy sell with this. It's Mickey Joseph. He checks a lot of boxes. Uh, you're going to get all access, and it's Nebraska. Right. Well, if you're if you're Ross Dellinger going to your editor at SI, that gets okayed in a second, especially when they say, hey, they're going to let me I'm going behind the scenes in the offices, in meetings, all this stuff. You're like, holy cow. Absolutely. You know, ESPN.com, the the numbers tell you Nebraska stories get clicks. So it's um, right. Right. It's interesting that. uh, But I what does that mean moving forward? And um, uh, again, the 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 outcomes of these games, I think, will continue to paint the picture of what's going to happen here. But they just gotta. All right, quick time out to tell you about a Peerless Energy Systems. They're the leading American manufacturer of air compressors. And here's the thing, Chick. You may hear the name Peerless, and you may go, "Okay, I've." When you hear Peerless, what do you think of? What's the first thing you think of? The first thing I think of is former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Peerless Price. Well, here's the thing. The owner of Peerless Energy Systems, Ed McMorrow, was watching the 1998 Orange Bowl, Nebraska-Tennessee. And before he was a Buffalo Bill, Peerless Price was a Tennessee volunteer. Peerless Price was interviewed on the sidelines, was asked what his name meant. And he said it means, quote, without equal. That motto stuck with Ed, and when the company was launched in 1999, just one year later, he wanted to create a company that was without equal in the industry. So, boom, Peerless Energy Systems was born. They are the Solaire authorized distributor for Nebraska and Iowa. Solaire is the leading American manufacturer of air compressors. They're located in Michigan City, Indiana, Chicagoland. They go to market via local distributors and make some of the best air compressors and ancillary compressed air equipment in the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems, their core values, reliable, dedicated, and responsible. Let me tell you something. One of the men responsible for and involved in Peerless Energy Systems, our buddy Josh. That's right. So we would say, Josh, remember, he and his son quoted the show at the Bar Mitzvah. He was at the live show. We always say, support those who support us. Josh is supporting the show. He's been an avid listener for years, he and his family. So support Peerless Energy System. Josh, I would say Peerless has the core values. I would say Josh has those too. He's reliable, he's dedicated, and he's responsive to the Schick and Dick show. But with Peerless... Here's what you get with those three core values. They're locally owned and operated. They have certified compressed air auditors on staff. They have a large local dedicated rental department and 24-hour emergency response for service parts and rental equipment. It's what you get with Peerless Energy Systems. Peerless Energy Systems. For more information, go to peerlessenergy.com. Support those who support us. Peerless Energy, proud sponsor of the Chick and Nick Show. Quick time out here from the Chick and Nick podcast to tell you about Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. All you got to do, just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. 
It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency, pursuant to CFL license. Boy, tell you what, Chick, you better hope Casey Thompson's okay. Now, you don't want to, I mean, one game, you don't want to extrapolate on what Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers can look like, but whoa. Like... Chick, we've seen – I went back and looked at a few numbers from 2009, just like glanced at box scores from the 2009 offense, and there were some really bad days offensively. The second half yesterday was as bad of, of an offensive half that Nebraska's had. They had it was tw- awful. 29 yards on 20 plays. It was awful. Oh, like it, man. It was just so, so terrible. And um, my daughter, Tate – she turned double digits in May, and so uh, my father-in-law, Bill Kelly's dad, has begun the tradition of when the kids turn double digits, they will celebrate by taking the kid to a Nebraska game. Mm-hmm. So last year, uh, my son, uh, oldest son, Cohen, just turned 12 on s- Friday, uh, but he went to uh, he turned 10 two years ago, but it was COVID, so they pushed it back to last year. So he went to the Michigan game. Oh, what a game for Cohen. So he got that was his first taste of Nebraska football. Man, he'd have been like, "This is amazing." (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Kelly had to choose where are we going for Tate this year. She just turned ten, and she had the option of Illinois, and she's like, "Oh," and she thought, and I said, "Oh, you should do Oklahoma before the season. You should do Oklahoma." Turn it down. She's going to Wisconsin. Oh. And she's just, she goes, is it going to be a night game, Tatum? Goes, is it going to be a night game? I go, ah, it's mid-November. They don't do night games uh, past first week of November in the Big Ten or second week of November. It's like, not going to. So it'll be a day game. So she's upset at no light show. Um, but Especially it was a be... perfect day here in Lincoln yesterday. Like the weather, Tate would have loved yesterday. That's too bad. But Cheba Purdy was, was bad. But from intel that I received, he's been a little banged up and got further banged up. During the okay, week. because so whoa. that would lead you to believe why Smothers went in instead of Purdy, and then but if Purdy's banged up, why he's in well, there? And he looked, he didn't look a hundred. I hope he wasn't a hundred percent by all accounts from who I talked to. He was because not. you listen to Mickey after the game. The thing that was funny is he was like, "Yeah, we went with low, we went with Smothers in the first half because we were going to run the quarterback, and then the second half we felt like we were going to have to throw the ball, so we went with Purdy. And then when you watched how Chuba Purdy threw the ball, you go, "That's your, that's your thrower." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he that was that's hard. I mean, again, he, he, he could be banged up. It's been a while since he's played. But my goodness, you also look at Chris Kleiman and his backup quarterback and what he did at Oklahoma State. Like, good Lord, that was uh, that was that was not good. I um, Chris Kleiman's on the list. He's uh, he's the flavor of the day. Baskin Robbins style. He was in my, <laughs> he was in my <laughs> it was when I started Met chocolate this list. Kleiman, baby. <laughs> Would you like a Lego Rocky Road? No, thank you. I don't need Lance. <laughs> Hasn't been going well for him. Oh goodness. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was Campbell, Leipold, and Kleiman. Those are the three. And Aranda. Yeah, Aranda was. Aranda was on the list. Who the heck is it going to be, man? I, I am. I mean, because Campbell is on the struggle bus right now. Matt Rule. I mean, Matt Rule is chilling out there, you know? He's, re- he's but, looking uh, for a job. The other thing that was tough about yesterday, real quick, and then we can get to, like, fun stuff. But, you know, I mean, Trev, Trev can't wait until Black Friday to make a decision on this thing. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to 
I mean, because you need a coach in play if you're going to hire somebody else. You know what I mean? And so that's why these next two weeks, the next two weeks being Illinois and Minnesota, really felt pivotal in where this thing was going to be heading for potentially Mickey. And that's why yesterday's loss just felt that much more like, oh, man, that is a that is a big blow to the bandwagon for Mickey Joseph. I, I would put his chances at becoming the head coach at Nebraska at 10%. Yeah. I, that's just kind of how I how I feel. Before the game, I would have said 25%. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Maybe, fair. Might even be 20%. Now it's 10 But, again, it's all it's also dependent on who wants the job. That's right. <laughs> right. I mean, who you, Trev could you know. be striking out right now. You know, that's what that, that's the stuff. Trev could also have Matt Rule in the bag right now, for all we know. Like, Nebraska that's what's so funny about used this. to be able to or feel, felt like they could select coaches. They're recruiting coaches. You're oh, yeah. recruiting. Right. At this point. And you know can what? you get a three-star or four-star or five-star? You know what? We got we to gotta give a shout-out and talk about how proud we are of Trev Alberts. You have not heard a thing. <laughs> right? There has not even been – when's the last report – you heard, according to source, it like you heard the initial. So there was the firing, and then there was like a few Bruce Feldman like initial waves, like of the week or two afterwards on like coaching candidates. But it has been so quiet over the course of this last month. Now it's amazing. It's and that's just that's a testament to Trev for probably doing this whole thing right. You know, I mean, this is there's been zero leaks with this thing, zero. Trev, wow, you're pretty good at keeping secrets, aren't you? Wow, you're pretty good at asking questions, ah. aren't you? It's <laughs> pretty good. Doing pretty it good, the right Trev. way. Haven't heard any. Uh, he hasn't had to call a, an uh, an intermediate news conference just to update you like Stevie P did. Right. You know. Right. There's just been no leaks, man. I mean, and he started out by saying, "Whatever you read, I might have talked to him. I'm not going to offer anyone. Don't worry about it." And it's, I'll let you know. And it's probably imperative to not be leaky if you are interviewing one of the people we've talked about. You know, like Leipold, Aranda. You know, those guys are probably like, you can. this cannot get out as I'm coaching my current team. You know, like it's just it's just amazing that in a, in a world where people are, are constantly digging for stuff and digging for stuff that, I mean, I was listening to, you listen to Sam McEwen, Chattel, those guys, those guys sip, those guys got nothing. And they like are saying like, man, we're hearing nothing right now. Which is amazing. You're hearing nothing with regards to this coaching search. Executed us, I think, uh, in certain areas. I think just we just didn't get off blocks and uh, make enough plays on defense. Period. I mean, it has nothing to do with scheme. I mean, that's, I think the scheme is fine. I mean, it, we had missed tackles because we had guys there. We just got to make the tackles. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairberry. Fairberry premium quality hot dogs deliver the home game experience to your family and your friends. Fairberry, the official hot dog of Husker Nation. Uh, I found the original, by the way. I did find the original. It's from... even funnier with the Jay Foreman stuff, isn't it? I love the Jay Foreman lead up to it. Well, and what I love too is there's there's a pause from from Sugar Coatney, and then there's a big inhale. It's like Nothing. It's like a per. He knew we had to let it let it sit for a second and then do the read. The scheme is fine. I mean, it, we had missed tackles because we had guys there. We just got to make the tackles. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairberry. Well done, Matt Coatney. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's so good. Do you see uh, our buddies, uh, Alyssa or uh, Joe and um, right Travis met? Up with Matt Coatney. I, I know they've met him before, but they were 
getting like a tour of the right. of what wherever they were. They were wearing red, and they were sitting there where uh, Coatney is is doing his stuff. It was a great picture of the two or the three of them. Coatney, it's like they're done. I mean, what what show? You're you're a '90s sitcom guy. Like, did uh, did Steve Urkel ever make a cameo on like Full House or something like that? That was like worlds colliding with two different things. You know, Uncle he Joe. Did. Tra- Kirk yeah. Cameron did. Kirk, Kirk Cam- that's right. Oh yes. yeah. Yes. Right. He was on there. That was a big deal. That was a, was a big deal. Big, this is a big deal. Kirk Cameron and Full House is a big deal. <laughs> he would not have said that. This is a big deal. Okay. <laughs> Tom, what are your thoughts on Kirk Cameron showing up on Full House? This is a big deal. <laughs> This is a big deal. Uh, Okay, Tom. (laughs) Dr. Tom. Dr. T-O-M. Do you want to get to... uh, Nothing goes better with Shigadick than poll questions. Nothing goes better with Husky Sports than Fairbury. (laughs) Oh, my God. So stupid. (laughs) All right. It's a lot to get into. Quick time out from this ridiculously ridiculous podcast to tell you about our good friends at the Beanery. Paul and the gang, they doing that dang for that chicken wang. I think that's what it says. Shick, is that what it says? Uh, nope, it's serving people coffee. I thought it was doing, <laughs> doing that thing for that chicken wang. I'm I sorry. don't know if they've expanded to chicken wings. If they do, even if they do, I don't think they will change uh, their their slogan to that. Well, I, listen, nothing goes worse with coffee than chicken wings. Nothing goes better with Husker sports than Fairbury. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, hey, how about the fact we know about Gretna in that location. We know up about Papillion in that location. We know about Ashland in that location. But how about the new location? 168th and Giles. So all you West O human beings out there, make sure you get out, get your coffee game right, and Schick, they got more than just coffee. Isn't that right, pal? It is. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Corny leading as I read some of the menu, pal. Beanery mocha, chai tea, hot tea, bulletproof coffee, uh, mocha or white chocolate mochas, hot chocolate, caramel lattes, the chicken dick drink, which is a caramel pecan latte iced. Or please don't do the Kyle D'Elia nodding your head while I'm doing this Sorry. read. It's very distracting. Strawberry smoothie, mandarin orange smoothie, cherry smoothie, a bunch of different smoothies plus food, breakfast sandwiches, dairy alternatives as well, including oat milk, almond milk, coconut milk, and soy milk. Well, and, and if I'm not mistaken, our good pal, Chris, big supporter of the show. In fact, he's one of the top execs of the show, <laughs> and he's one of the top execs at Heard At. He says, listen, nothing goes better with the Shigadek Show than the Beatery. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairbury. <laughs> Why? Look, you can't have Fairbury hot dogs with your coffee. That sounds disgusting. That's Are not we good. ruining the read by having... We're talking about chicken wings and Fairbury hot dogs. We need to talk about coffee and muffins and breakfast sandwiches and all those kinds of things. <laughs> You guys know what you need to do. Just go to the go to the beanery and get your coffee game right. Okay, right? Am I right, pal? You are. They fresh roast all of their coffee beans right here in Sarpy County, Nebraska, pal. And all of their 
hot drinks can be made iced or frozen as well, pal. It's the beanery serving people coffee, pal. Here we go. Uh, do want to mention uh, with the polls here, please contact Erin Schumacher for all of your real estate needs. She is sponsoring these polls on a weekly basis. 402-714-5539-402-714-5539. Uh, she did email the show a couple of weeks ago to say when we were talking about Weird Al, she said she had all three cassette tapes of Weird Al. She knew the song uh, Living with a Hernia. And uh, I'm a clone now. You know, I'm fat. Like, all those songs. Yep. It's the first time any woman has ever said in an email, you know I'm fat. <laughs> you know, I'm fat. Those guys are that. <laughs> but uh, Aaron Schumacher is uh, awesome for all of your real estate needs in the Omaha and surrounding areas. 402-714-5539. She is the gold standard with Nebraska Realty. Help those. Sponsor those. Pursue help from those who help this show. So thank you very much. All right, let's get to the polls here. I do want to set this up. Yeah, because there's something. I mean, what you're about to ask, I am not convinced this isn't a shout out. I don't know if you're going with that right now or where. Well, I'm, let's let's start there. This let's is go a shout ahead and start there. I mean, okay. this, maybe my I'm so vain. So Nebraska football, the Husker football uh, Twitter account. Put out a poll question. No, I, I do that. All right, hold on. What? Yeah. Say you gotta hit the outfield. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the run already scored, but then they get the out. Is the run counted? Is it the last out of the inning? Well, let me see. Is it the last out of the inning? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was the last out of the inning, but so. I hit to the outfield. Right. And there's a ghost runner on third. Tate was on second. The run scored. Tate went to third, but or Tate was on first. She went to third and got out, but the runner already scored. The run counts. Yes. Yes. Counts. The run counts. Yeah. So here's what happens here, Nick, is that the kids play wiffle ball out front, and they sometimes will come upstairs and ask me for rulings while I'm busy. We have the ring camera. The ring camera has turned into instant replay. Oh, boy. So you're like Mike Pereira, and they're like, the previous I, wiffle ball play is under review. I go under the hood, so they'll show me. I've had, at one point, four kids sitting over, standing over my shoulder as I look at this play, and then I'll go, he's out, or he's safe. And then they explode, or they're laughter, or they're, they're angry, because I'll watch the play. We have a, we have a floodlight camera and a door right. and a ring Doorbell camera. It's turned into instant replay. For you, this is staying so in the happened. pod, by the way. This is all staying in the pod. This yeah, yeah. I'm not editing this out. Yeah, I'm don't, not don't do it. Don't out. do it. That was that's amazing. I'm very, that, that makes me really happy. That is just so amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that was Porter. So yeah, uh, am I the only one? I'll put that on the poll. Or, or is the Schick family the only family that uses the ring cameras instant replay for kids' sporting <laughs> events and activities outside? Yeah, I love it. So Nebraska football put out a tweet. This is Husker FB Nation. This yeah. is three hundred thousand followers. Their Twitter account put in a time lapse of the construction of the new facility, and it says, buy big old crane. Buy big old crane. Now, that is a part of show lore from Matt Davison and Greg Sharp when they were talking about the crane that they could see from the booth. Big old crane. Big old crane. Stand up. That's a big monster. Okay, so that has turned into... Uh, part of the lexicon here. Yep. So we tweeted it saying this is absolutely intentional. 
uh, we put out the question, did the Nebraska football Twitter account give a subtle shout-out to the podcast with its big old crane tweet, or was it a coincidence? 91% said shout-out, 9% said coincidence. Big old crane. Big old crane. up. The reason I think it is a shout-out is because it wasn't like we just played that on the podcast and that was it. We have seen Chicken Nick fans have posted pictures of the big, the, the big old crane and tweeted it at the show. I mean, so I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mitch Sherman tweeted something about the big old crane to us. <laughs> so, like, this is, this is something that has continued to be a thing. That's why I 100% think it's a shout-out. So. Big old crane. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Nebraska football Twitter account. So I agree with them. There's another thing I want to mention because Travis Kleneski, Joe Scanlon, and Alyssa Harrington did do some uh, fun stuff on their show and referenced our podcast a couple of times on their show. They did it. Uh, I'm trying to find how many they referenced. They referenced a few different things, but one of them was where they were referencing the 25th anniversary of a two-day snowstorm back in 1997. Yep, I remember that. I want to... I want to play for you the lead. You're buying a lot of leaves still on trees this time. Right, of year. so that's and really with heavy. With the consistency of the snow being a very heavy, wet snow, mm-hmm. branches down everywhere. I can uh, remember the week after going to the Husker game against uh, Oklahoma and uh, Tom Osborne's 250th win, by the way. Um, I remember all these stupid things. I, uh-huh. remember, I remember seeing piles of branches all over town where they had just basically gathered yeah. and put them in different piles all over the place. But uh, yeah, this was a huge mm-hmm. snowstorm. Um, it occurred on a Saturday. Okay. Sunday, if I remember. Okay, so it's in the vein of this story, first of all, as, as, Travis, as Travis continues with the story that about the snowstorm, we, we asked you on Twitter, what was longer, Gary Barta introducing Fred McCaffrey or Travis Klineski's story? Let's check in again with uh, Travis. After the game, that was kind of the big thing, but this is the first time I remember having uh, experiencing thunder snow. All right, let's see. Let's check in on uh, on Fran as well. See if he's Some of Gary Barta. Say, you know, I, I don't really know much about him. Okay. And my honest answer is I didn't know a lot about Fran uh, when this okay, They're both they're both doing their thing. Uh, let's check. <laughs> All right. Back to uh, back to Joe, uh, back to Travis here. Northern Kansas snowstorm that a lot of people remember for a long time. Not the same snowstorm, but it was um, 1997 was the summer that we moved back to North Dakota from Florida, and so that that Halloween we had already had at least one blizzard, and I'm talking just snowdrifts like crazy. We were bundled up and all kinds of stuff. You couldn't even tell what we were for Halloween that year. And that was 97 as well. So not the same system, but we definitely had our fair share of stuff by that point. <laughs> well, well, Alyssa what? Harrington brings everything back, back to North to Dakota. North Dakota. <laughs> 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 all right. So there's a lot there. Uh, that is the uh... Nick Baugh tries to bring every conversation back to basketball. Matt Schick tries to bring every conversation back to Doritos. <laughs> so, so there's a couple things there. By the way, the answer to the question, what was longer? Gary Barta introducing McCaffrey or Travis Klineski's snowstorm story. Whew. Gary Barta, 54%. Klineski, 46%. That's, it's uh, hard to beat the original, but you know, you know that story's long. When you can hear Alyssa, in the first 25 seconds of the story, she already dropped like three. Mm-hmm. 
Husker game mm -hmm. the week before. A lot of uh, Husker fans down in Lawrence, Kansas, for the Kansas-Nebraska game were having trouble getting back to Nebraska after the game. That was kind of the big thing. But this wow. is the first time I remember having uh, experiencing thunder snow. Um, and uh, we didn't get as much. Uh, I lived in St. Paul. I grew up in St. Paul at the time. I was in high school. <laughs> Travis. Travis telling the longest snow story. It's so good. Ever, and Alyssa's just nodding. It's just really funny. It's like, look, we got a six-minute segment here. It's uh, you know, you know they're giving, you know that you know this this. You've been on TV. You know and they they do the stretch, like stretch it out. You know, like dude, you got to fill. Maybe they were giving it. Hey, Travis, stretch this story out as long as possible. He's like, uh, you want me to tell a. A long weather story? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, we had to go to St. Paul because there was too much snow. Oh. We got here in Hastings. Oh, so like, oh wow. Like, cool. Really? All right. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> Travis, this story was so long. <laughs> That's great. It's great for morning. Like I, you know, people in Hastings were on the edge of their seat. And 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 drinking coffee. And. Like okay, right? Yep, yep. Tom Osborne, he's from Hay. He was just like, "This is a big deal." <laughs> major Osborne, league, major league Osborne, snowstorm. Osborne's reaction to Travis's story. This is a big deal. <laughs> he remembers it. He remembers it. All right. A couple of other polls. Someone tweeted that um, the podcast has now devolved into just completely forgetting about trying to make it sound like a professional radio show and instead no, just giggling on. together about inside jokes. We retweeted that and then said a poll question. Has the podcast now totally devolved to just completely forgetting about trying to make it sound like a professional radio show and instead just giggling together about inside jokes? 88% said yes. The follow-up question was, and if so, is that okay? 89% said yes. <laughs> oh, this, I got uh, one more here, one more uh, drop here from, from uh, listen to this. All right, thanks, Travis. Let's move on to our morning talkers where law enforcement rescued a group of tourists in Arizona after they were trapped in a cavern. The tourists visited the cavern Sunday, but the elevator stopped working, leaving them stuck at the bottom. After attempts to fix the elevator failed, the local fire department then mobilized and managed to lift them to the surface. We're facing some Yikes. challenges, some challenges Scary. in Arizona. All right, Travis. <laughs> Was that Joe that just said, all right, Travis? Almost like a, your, your parent being like, all right, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> this is <a> terrible. <laughs> These are the challenges in Arizona. <laughs> that might be my favorite. I don't know why I didn't play that sooner. That. <laughs> An elevator <laughs> Arizona. If you don't know, if you don't know anything about Chicken Egg Show, you're listening to that like, what? What is this guy talking about? What are you doing here with these? <laughs> really insensitive. That's what people probably thought. Like, wow, really? Facing some challenges in Arizona. <laughs> well, Arizona's got two quarterbacks who played a lot this year. Both started Scott and Foles. Different type of styles. What type of challenges does that present? For who? For, that. For Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> All right, 
Thanks, Travis. Let's move on to our morning talkers where law enforcement rescued a group of tourists in Arizona after they were trapped in a cavern. The tourists visited the cavern Sunday, but the elevator stopped working, leaving them stuck at the bottom. After attempts to fix the elevator failed, the local fire department then mobilized and managed to lift them to the surface. We're facing some Yikes. challenges, some challenges in Arizona. All right, Travis. Good one. <laughs> Marine archaeologist. That is the best part. <laughs> the graphic says tourists rescued after being stranded in Arizona cavern. Travis enters with facing some challenges in Arizona, and Joe shuts it down with, All right, Travis. All right. The sports guy having to tell people the joking needs to stop. Let's get serious here. Let's get serious, Travis. Come on. Then mobilized and managed to lift them to the surface. We're facing some Yikes. challenges. Some challenges Scary. in Arizona. <laughs> All right, Travis. Good one. <laughs> Marine archaeologist. <laughs> All right, Charles. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, Travis. Good one, buddy. Good one. Yeah, you did great. All right. Gosh. <laughs> this guy. It's so good. Even Alyssa was like, oh, my God. God. All right. A couple of quick polls. Because we did post some from last week. Yeah, we did. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we had the uh, Manny Petty conversation Yeah, last week. That was good. Is it okay for men to get a manicure and a pedicure? 48% said yes. 26% each said, Petty okay, Manny no way. And 26% said no to both. Well, what are you going to do? We're making progress. For those who don't get pedicures, how do you trim your toenails? Cut them, bite them, or rip them? 79% said cut them. 14% rip them. 7% said bite. Bite them. Jeez. People were, <laughs> people were like, the responses to that were, I can't believe that that happened. Well, 7%. Now, it might just be like just the start because you can't, you know, you got to gotta get a sharp. You got to get, get it moving. Get it going. Got to get yeah. it moving a little bit. Just to I get it you. started. It's like when you bite your fingernails. Yeah, you like get it going biting a bit. fingernails and biting toenails. I mean, is it really that different? I mean, are we getting high on our horse here? Yeah, probably a little bit. But nevertheless, yeah, you got to get, get it going a little bit. By the way, I got to bite my toenails to get it going a little bit. Did I, did I get naked and bite my toenails a little bit? <laughs> I get naked and bite my toenails. Yeah, if you don't mind, I'm gonna get naked and bite my toenails a little bit. Can I get naked and bite my toenails a little bit? <laughs> Can I get naked and bite my toenails? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? Just go to hubacos.com and get naked in the bucket seats. All right. Did Gary Sharp's overmodulated game-winning call and Nick Baugh's Booker Woodfox scream have a baby that attended Malachi Coleman's announcement? Ninety-three percent said yes. I'm, I'm can't believe it's not a hundred percent. I thought if there was ever a hundred percent opportunity, it was this one? Go back to last week's pod. It was a great moment. When someone becomes a star on the show, does that mean their Twitter is ruined? Sixty-eight percent said yes. If you become a star on the show, do you become worse at your job? 57% said yes. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's going to deter people from becoming a star on the show. Cotney, does it impact your job? Uh. <laughs> Someone tweeted that the Chicken Nick Show is a national treasure. So we tweeted, is the Chicken Nick Show a national treasure? 91% said yes out of more than 500 votes. Wow. 
national treasure. I like it. Joe Scanlon dropped a had a drop on the show as well. Up at the Nets, Bison tried the block attempt, but yes, hammers down the kill. <laughs> <laughs> a little Brody, Brody, it's good effort. <laughs> Brody, yeah, Brody, you got first career touchdown. Yes, Brody, right down the middle of the field. Casey Thompson threw a dime. All right. I think we're done here. I think we've done I enough probably. damage. This got it got was real serious. It was a serious first half, a ridiculous back half. So it's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. We'll it get is. real serious and then real silly. Yep, no doubt. That's what happens. Doubt. Tyler, what do you think of how the show's formatted? I'm not happy about that. Shit, yeah, Nick. Yeah. Shit, and Nick. Yeah. Shit, and Nick show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say Nebraska's back and we're here to stay. All right, Travis. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.